Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and we're back today with a very special interview. The first time I met her, I remember thinking, I cannot wait to invite you on my podcast, but I might wait a second because I don't want to weird you out yet. <laughs> today, we're talking with Laurel Kinney. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her and then let her introduce herself a little bit more. Laurel believes that your personal style, yes, we're talking personal style today, is the unique ingredient that lets the world know who you are. And for her, there's no better feeling than helping you discover the wardrobe that makes you feel the most you. Her background is in social work, and she uses a psychological approach to styling that's different than what you see on those makeover shows. There's no ridicule or judgment as we process where you're at style-wise and help you meet your goals. Laurel assesses you as an individual, taking into account your body type, your budget, how you like to spend your time. She believes that fashion should support you, be an enjoyable, creative outlet that makes you feel confident, and the process of shopping for a wardrobe you love shouldn't be a rule-filled pain, but a fun and easy endeavor with positive results. Oh my gosh, you're talking <laughs> my soul. Welcome to the show, Laurel. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited too. Just to tell you guys a little bit background how Laurel and I first met is I was, gosh, well, I don't know, maybe six months, seven months postpartum. And I was in that stage where I was tired of the stretchy pants. And I was tired of staring at a closet full of clothes that either didn't fit me or just wasn't, it, it just didn't feel like me anymore um, because it was pre-baby stuff. You know, it was all of that pre-maternity clothes and it just, it was, it just felt like it was haunting me. And so I was desperate, reached out for help. I found you on Instagram and then found your website and just loved all of it. I loved your personal style, but just really what you, what you're about. She happens to be somewhat local to me, um, but she has she travels all over the nation. She is a renowned speaker, and I just have really just really value your opinion and all the things that you did for me. She came into my closet, and like she said, there was no judgment. She went through everything in my closet, helped me weed it all out, and then come up with a new plan. I'm just so excited to share some of your wisdom with folks today, but tell us a little bit about you. Um, I'd love to know, how did you become a personal stylist? What was that journey like? Well, it was fraught with lots of uh, frustration <laughs> in the beginning. And like, what is this really going to, is this going to work? I think mean, like all small business owners, there's a good amount of anxiety and fear in the beginning and sort of that like imposter syndrome where you're like, okay, today I am this. And yesterday I was that. Okay. I guess you got to start somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, a disgruntled social worker and I had a lot of uh, time in the car driving to different patients' homes and facilities. I was working in hospice. So um, it was a pretty emotional job and I just was really craving something that was more creative, but that still allowed me to connect um, with people in a, in a fairly intimate way. And I I started styling um, under a mentor and like immediately was just hooked because I could see how, especially in the South, like the clothes could be this really interesting um, conduit for talking about how you feel um, in a way that is a little less like scary than, you know, going to a therapist. <laughs> and it's sort of this... Um, 
it's a cool, it's a cool way to get to know people. And, um, the process that I use it, I, I've discovered that it really works. So it's really, it's fun to see people figure out how to transition, um, their lives through the clothes that they're wearing. It really, it's, it's, you know, people joke about retail therapy, but it is, it's, it's like wardrobe therapy. It's, it's different. It's not about going and buying things. It's like what, and in, in going through the process, like you're saying, connecting with somebody and what you wear is how you feel, especially in where, especially where I'm at in the country. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's a real thing. I mean, I remember after our first session and you kind of helped me come up with an idea because I had no idea how to dress my body after my body had changed or I didn't. Yeah. Feel like I and your identity, it's all tied to your identity too. And if you have a child now, you have this new identity as a mom, as well as all the other things that you were before and still are too. So yes, exactly. And I knew I wanted to build this big business and it was part of our conversation was even had that involved. You know, you said, well, you don't want to be showing up to the office, even if it's at your house when your team comes <laughs> over, do you want to be rolling out and essentially what I'm wearing exactly today? Where Laurel and I are on video chat. She's like those old sweatshirts and old stretchy. You've been comfortable today, girl. I am. My, my grand plan is I'm going to work out after this. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was, it was therapy and it really helped me feel like, yes, now I'm, I'm clicked into the right tracks. What are some questions folks listening can ask themselves that might help them determine their personal style? Because I think about Carrie Bradshaw, right? She had style. It wasn't about fashion. She had style. And yeah. something, someone listening to that, you might think, well, I don't know. What is my style? I don't know. I know. Well, I always ask people to start with, um, you know, who are you? It's, and, and to take it away from the clothes for a second, because the clothes are just... Um, that comes after you kind of have to figure out what it is that you want to express through your presence and, and who are you, what's important to you to convey, what are some of your values? So like, I really like, um, to ask uh, uh, my clients to describe like a time that they felt really, um, alive and free and like focused in on something that they were passionate about and maybe think of what they were wearing then. Um, because I really think that good style is when you're expressing more than one facet of yourself at once and giving, giving, um, everyone that's around you and exposed to you a sense of your dynamic personality, whatever that may be. Like I'm today wearing like this tie dyed t-shirt that makes me feel like my inner hippie is, is coming through loud and clear, but I'm putting it with like, you know white, white jeans and sneakers to sort of give it a different vibe. I don't know if it's working or not, but I definitely feel like myself. <laughs> I love that. I have this image because if you think about a time where you felt most alive, I, for, for better or worse, that's in a business meeting, <laughs> but, um, you know, I imagine a blazer and we talked about this, but I imagine a blazer, yes. really well-fitting pants, uh, you know, some slacks and some high heels. But at the end of the day, that's almost to your point, that's one dynamic. That's, that's one mm -hmm. piece of me. That's just the business side. And after working with you, my business outfits really are more of a blend. You know, they have a really fun earring with the blazer and some jeans that I can kick my shoes off when I get home and chase my daughter around. You know, it's not, yeah. it's, it's like you're saying, it's more dynamic and that's even better style. 
And you have to think about like what you're really comfortable in too, like, and what you're doing that day. Like you're probably not going to wear like a, a tight fitting pencil skirt if you're going from a business meeting to go pick up your toddler. So it's, it's cool to think about ways that you can still exude all of those facets, but still be comfortable and do the things that you need to do without feeling like too precious about what you're wearing all the time. I love that. That's so helpful. How do you recommend finding clothes that make you feel good? And I think that was one of my biggest questions. And I assume you would get that a lot from a lot of your clients. Well, I think that it's about trial and error. And I always tell people too, that like good style is usually the result of a lot of thinking about it and, and trying and experimenting and, and, um, not taking things too seriously. Um, so you probably wouldn't discover that you were really comfortable in like silk jogger pants unless you were like, Oh, maybe I'll try this weird combination of things. Um, and, and just having an open mind and exploring, um, exploring like Pinterest, if you get stuck on, I, of, from ideas and, and, and you kind of have a seed of an idea and you can type that in and see what happens. But clothes that feel good are going to be different for everyone. And I think that, um, it, it, it's a combination of, of paying attention to your actual real life and the kinds of things that you have historically worn a whole lot. Um, and then trying to think of as many different ways to sort of, uh, exude or, or, um, use that same kind of formula over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think that makes like finding your formula makes your life a lot easier once you can kind of tune in on the things that, you know, are really comfortable and work well for you. Totally. I mean, I think that like a silhouette is what I have in mind of what I re- what I learned works for me after working with you, the kind of that format. Um, do you have any advice on putting together a minimal wardrobe? You know, capsule wardrobes are very hot. And yes. I just, and, and that's something that I, you, I know you are very careful about saying, here's a shirt and these are the 10 ways you can wear it. What, what is your advice when somebody's listening and they're thinking, okay, but I, I need to minimize without just going out and just buying more stuff? Totally. Well, it's funny because I just came back from doing a talk at Amazon all about how to create a capsule wardrobe. Um, <laughs> so it's fresh in my mind. Um, I really think that to start, you, you begin by kind of picking out, and this is what I ask when I do a client, um, a client capsule in person, I ask people to, to prepare by picking out like their three most favorite, like most worn outfits and like the things that they have on heavy rotation so that I can get a sense for, you know, what you're already really comfortable wearing. And then you can pare down the rest of your closet to sort of mix and match with those three main outfits or you can figure out, you know, some themes that would then help you fill in the gap. So if you're looking at those three outfits and you're saying, oh, like all three of these in, involve like me, for instance, defining my waist somehow, like it's a, it's a fitted crop jacket over something flowy, or it's like a higher waisted pant with a shirt tucked in, or um, it's a fit and flare dress. So all of these things involve the waist. So then you build your capsule 
not with random things, but with, you know, thoughtfully chosen, um, versatile pieces that can all sort of cohesively define your waist. Um, and I think that it helps to sort of think in like a limited color palette too. Um, like mostly neutrals are going to be more versatile than others, but I've seen a lot of amazing capsules that are just like turquoise orange and then like, you know, gray and gray and blush. And, and you can really like, if you limit your color palette, you get a lot more combinations of things. But I think starting with like figuring out your favorite silhouettes and then like the features of your top worn outfits and then trying to like replicate those for all the different things that you need to get dressed for. So casual and dressier items can kind of be mixed and matched within that sort of silhouette. Oh, that's so exciting. That's really good advice. How do you recommend mixing and matching items, whether it's colors or prints or textures to create unique styles? Well, I think um, for me, I really love playing with monochrome and playing with like a bunch of different shades of kind of the same color. I think that that's a really fun kind of modern way to sort of simplify things and get new ideas. It feels modern, even though it's like, you know, you, you people have been doing this forever. I call it like my cult leader chic. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but I think that, um, to simplify that you would, you could kind of think in contrast. So like if you're wearing, um, if you're wearing denim, then putting that with something like a little more um, up upscale, maybe like silky or shiny with denim can be a cool contrast or like a knit with something like leather or, um, you know, like a, a super textured pattern thing with something that's like more sleek and minimal. Um, just creating a contrast and like searching for like the opposite when you're, when you're wondering what to wear with something. I think that usually gives you some cool options, but just to like, I, just to play is, is really the, the solution to finding more outfits is just play in your mirror and try random things on with other random things and see what's hap- what happens. Cause there's not really a rule out there for you as far as that goes. Yep. What makes you feel happy. Today's show is brought to you by the Nutritional Therapy Association. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants with a nutritional foundation that emphasizes the body's innate intelligence and bio-individuality because they know that a one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition does not exist. The NTA curriculum focuses on the importance of properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods paired with a well-balanced lifestyle. Sound familiar? I love this program so much. Throughout their program, students learn a wide range of educational tools and techniques to identify and correct nutritional imbalances and deficiencies, and students graduate with the education and skills needed to launch a successful career in holistic nutrition. May enrollment for the NTA's Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program, or their fully online Nutritional Therapy Consultant Program, is currently open through April 26th. You can head to www.nutritionaltherapy.com to get more info. 
The NTA's annual conference, Roots, is also happening March 1st through the 3rd in Portland, Oregon. I've attended in the past and can honestly say that it was one of the most educational and inspirational nutrition conferences I have ever been to. No joke. You can go to the nutritionaltherapyconference.com to register. You do not have to be an NTP to go. All are welcome. Absolutely. And I got to this point, my closet was just slammed with too much stuff, too many you know, options. You see your options in there. It was yeah. hard to hard to know what was going on. Exactly. And that was part of the reason why I loved the process that I that I, we worked on together was it involved first getting out, you know, thinning it out. Not that you know, the stuff that I wore less and less and then anyways, what I was left up with what I was left with in the closet were these fewer items and I got to play more and it felt yeah. like I finally understood. I mean, I was, I would have never have remembered the pink tulle skirt and the black and white striped sweater. With <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> the mailman might be here. <laughs> Sam. Get him, Sam. <laughs> okay. Um, if anyone knows me from Instagram, you know, Sam and Penny and they're very vocal. <laughs> I love it. I'm not, I don't even want to edit it out. <laughs> it's it's real life. I it is know. real life. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah, playing. You know, no. When you know what you have in your closet, it almost gives you that freedom to play with it even more. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think just even put it, like mixing the things up in your closet can sometimes lead you to new combinations just because you see, oh, that's next to that. I could maybe wear that. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good tip. Almost like, what if I put the shirts over here and the it might inspire? Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, well, speaking of rules, and yes. this is something you bring up a lot, but are there any clothing rules in your opinion that do work for most people? You know, I don't. I'm I'm like kind of an anti-rule person. I like to I like people to make up their own rules because I think for some rules make life easier. And I think that when you're drawn to a capsule wardrobe, you're kind of someone that's like craving some kind of structure and a solution to like the, the confusion that you can sometimes have in your closet. But as far as like how people should or shouldn't dress, that is something I'm very like, I'm hesitant to like say anything blanket um, because there's always exceptions. Like you can go on the internet and find like a thousand people who hate wide leg pants and then others that are like, they're the best thing ever. So, um, it's really like the main rule is to like trust your gut instinct when you first put something on and just notice how it makes you feel and to listen to that. Don't listen to the lady who's trying to sell it to you. Don't listen to your sister who doesn't want to upset you. Like listen to your gut reaction because that's usually the right reaction. Um, but as, and as far as like body rules or anything like that, I mean, that's, there, there really isn't any real rule, I don't think. <laughs> I, I love that. That doesn't help anyone, but... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be easier if there were. <laughs> it would be easier if there were, but it's it's almost more freeing. I mean, I just I want everyone to be able and be like, you know what, tool and stripes. That's what it is today. In yes, that's your rule for fun. And <laughs> for other people, it's like uh, jeans and a t-shirt is always going to be their favorite thing to wear, and that is a great. That's that could be their rule too. You know, yep. I love that. Move it up. <laughs> 
(laughs) If you had to recommend one outfit that every woman needs to have on hand in her closet, what would it be? Oh, well, that's a little ruly. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's trying to get it out. I know. I think that everyone, I mean, most of my clients, everyone really loves having like a pair of jeans that makes them feel super confident about their booty and their hips and like just makes them feel, I can put this on no matter how I'm feeling whatever day of the week and you know that it looks awesome on you. Like I think everybody needs something in their closet. If it's not jeans, something, but usually jeans and like, uh, you know, a really good kind of third piece, like a jacket or something that they can throw on to onto an outfit that's more casual that kind of brings it some polish. So like a polished third piece and a pair of really amazing jeans. I think everybody should feel pretty happy to have those two things. <laughs> that's right. Um, some Amber Golden who works here at Fed and Fit said something like, we were joking about swimsuits the other day and a feature that we were thinking about putting into the content calendar. And she was like, she loves budget stuff and brainstorming all those things. It's very important to her. She's very passionate yeah. about it, but she says you should spend money on jeans, bras, and swimsuits. Yes. Like, I mean, things, like the things that really add up to confidence because nothing pay for and in those areas and structure is important. And usually a higher quality piece is going to bring you more of that structure, but also you wear the shit out of those things too. I mean, oops, bleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You wear them a lot, um, especially in Texas. I mean, you wear your bathing suit for like seven or eight months. So like make it good. Jeans too, like usually the fit and the, the flattering quality and the, and the, you know, the construction is going to increase as the price does too. So like those are valuable items to spend money on. I think like tops and and like accessories, certain accessories and like anything trendy, like I would, I I would like say, let's not spend as much on those so that you can invest in the like real staples. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Cause if I look, if thinking back when we were going through my blue jean section, for example, Mm -hmm. how many $20 pairs of blue jeans did I rack up trying to find, you know, how many blue jean frogs did I kiss trying to find the one pair of blue jean that, that really worked for me and I didn't find them. And then eventually all the time, it's yeah, such a waste of money. Could have just had one good pair instead of all of these other like eh, pairs. Exactly. Uh, but everybody does that. It's like, you're kind of I, I see that a lot in people that like kind of shop for fun. It's like, you're always kind of looking for that perfect version of something, but like, you don't want the fun to end. So you don't just go and buy the like expensive one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you just described me perfectly. <laughs> yeah. It happens. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I, oh, that's hilarious. Okay. What do you think about fashion cycles coming back around? I mean, is that, are they, I think about this a lot. Do you think that they are on, do you think they're on a cycle and they're actually going to come back around? I think about the high weight, high waisted jeans right now, how, how cute and popular those are. I'm like, is my daughter Grayson going to look at pictures <laughs> of us? Like we did of our parents and say, oh my gosh, I cannot I believe y'all wore this. Like, 
thong exposing jeans don't come back around, but you never, I mean, they may. I feel like it's on a 30 year cycle or something. It's like the nineties came back as soon as like the people that are from the nineties were like, uh, I'm like literally my style is like kind of morphing into the way it was when I was 17 again, just because like that's what's out there. And it's kind of bizarro, but I, I mean, the, I love like that fashion has so many distinct like decades and you can modernize any of those anytime you want. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I mean, that's the fun of fashion is that it always comes back around, but like a little different, um, a little, with a little twist to it, like the seventies mixed with the nineties mixed with like the forties is always fun. You know, it's like, you can't, you can't run out of ideas. That's true. That's true. That's a really good point. Cause we have, what, what's, what would you say are the leading trends right now? I think the nineties are happening hardcore. <laughs> like, and then you see like the mini, like mini trend cycles. Like there's always like camo is popular or like a military like jacket or, um, Right now I see like a lot of the cute, like androgynous sort of um, style for women, like plaid pants and like um, like the paper bag waist pants from like, like kind of newsy vibes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, that movie came out in the 90s. So it's like the 90s version of what, what, what was that? The 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> It's a mishmash, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's, so That's so interesting. Okay, so uh, really pressing question. Do you think that mules and slides are going to slide out of fashion anytime soon? Because I still want a pair of those. I don't see that happening, at least for another season. Because right now, it's just, the mule still seems like it goes with the, all of the pants they're giving us. And like clogs are pretty classic at this point. I think that you can always feel if it's your vibe like you can always pull off a clog like that's timeless um and I feel like the mules are getting a little more um timeless as well in terms of just like they're sleek and they're pretty they're pretty like mainstream so you can find a bunch of different options within that which so yeah we are getting you in some mules girl let's do it (laughs) sorry to side rail that (laughs) <laughs> I totally turned this into a personal consult for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> That's cool. People want to know what shoe you're going to be wearing. This yes. Summer. What mule? Are we, is it okay to pull the trigger on or did I miss it? Um, okay. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners with regards to personal style and fashion and getting out there and just you know, giving yourself permission to press the makeover button? Yeah, I think that um, one like easy thing that you can do to sort of um, make yourself feel a little more inspired and feel good and like kind of kind of test the waters in terms of like, is anyone going to even notice if I start dressing differently? Like, what's that going to feel like? Because that's nerve wracking, I think, for people. Go through your closet and pick out like not the things that you wear the most, but that you love the most. Like, and just be ruthless in your decision-making, like go with your gut instinct. Like, I love this. I love this. I love this. And then try to make an outfit 
each day of the week with one item, at least one item that you love and see what you come up with. It could be that like you love all like sequined things, or it could be that you love all like stretchy, um, cozy things, but like see what, see what things that you actually love and then try to integrate them and, and, and observe how your day unfolds wearing that piece that you love, not just the comfortable piece that you wear every day because it's the first clean thing that you find. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great advice. Laurel, thank you so much. This has been so fun to chat with you. And we'll probably be hearing more from Laurel also on the website. Y'all might be seeing a trend of my favorite subject matter experts. Uh, making an appearance on the website as when we relaunch this summer. Could you tell folks how can they connect with you and find you and your work? Yes, I am at Laurel underscore Kinney on Instagram. And, uh, and I'm on Instagram a lot, y'all. And then I'm also at laurelkinney.com. And I have a new virtual workshop that I'm about to launch in the next, in the next few weeks, actually. And it's, styleshiftworkshop.com is where you can find information on that. It's going to be really fun. Oh, that's so exciting. We will link up to all of this. So if you're driving and you couldn't jot it down, don't worry. We'll have it all linked up in the show notes. Don't jot and drive. Don't jot and drive. drive. (laughs) Sage advice. (laughs) Laurel, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It has been so much fun. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find a full transcript over at fedandfit.com. And we'll be back again next week. 